Alright, this is Nancy Miller of My Creative Life. This is episode 9, and today I'm interviewing Karen Brown. Um, Karen is an amazing teacher. She teaches photography um, to high school students, 9th through 12th, and I've had the pleasure of working with Karen all this school year. She is an amazing, giving teacher, amazing artist, photographer, and um, I'm glad to have her on my podcast. So thank you, Karen, for coming. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. Okay, so Karen, the first question I wanted to um, ask is, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, well, uh, I'm born and raised in Savannah, Georgia. Um, My background is in photography. Uh, I have a degree in photojournalism from Oglethorpe University, and I've been doing photography now, oh my goodness, for as long as I can remember, from the first time I was in elementary school and I got my first Mickey Mouse camera Mm -hmm. to high school where I was on the which I was a photographer uh, up until now, so it's been well over 30 years. Oh, wow, that's amazing. So, well, you don't look your age. You're just <laughs> perpetually young. But um, I wanted to ask you, so throughout this process of, like, being an artist and especially being young, do you remember, like, the first time you really felt like, hey, I, I feel like this is a passion of mine. This is, like, a making art that's, like, you know, can you tell us about that? Well, my mom will tell you that she said I've always had a creative side. Um, if I wasn't drawing or painting something that she had purchased for me, then I'd use the walls in the house. So I've always wanted to express myself visually. Um, at first, I didn't know what I wanted to do necessarily. Uh, I thought I maybe wanted to be an interior designer. Um, I thought I wanted to be a painter. But then when I got to high school and I became the yearbook photographer, I realized this, this is it. This is my niche. This is what I love doing, going out and capturing memories. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Okay. Um, so you kind of covered your favorite art is obviously photography, but I wanted to ask you because I think it's fascinating. Like you talked about some of the other kinds of artwork, which I just had never even thought about. You incorporate photography like you did, like the body painting or, I mean, you've done yes. so many other things, like even ceramics. I was like, oh my gosh, this woman has done it all. <laughs> and from the business standpoint of it, I find that fascinating because I think it's really hard to juggle when you are a creative and then having to do that other left brain stuff like the accounting, the bookkeeping. Oh, right, so right. can you tell us about that? Well, um, I just stopped teaching for a while and I wanted to find something to do. And so of course, art came to mind, but I wasn't sure exactly how I wanted to do it. Uh, eventually I did have a photography studio. And as you mentioned, I did things such as body painting and pregnancy art photos. Um, the business side, I just went to the local entrepreneurial center to get some background information. Um, I asked friends that I'd met through the Chamber of Commerce and they sort of helped me out along the way, but I knew I wanted to do something with art. Gotcha. Can you describe the, just for people who may not know, like the body painting stuff, which I had seen it, I see it more now, it's right. quite popular, but you had told me you had actually started it, like you were one of like the first people in the area doing right. it. Right, I was the first person in Savannah that was actually doing it. Um, they didn't have the television shows yet with the body art wars and things like that. Um, so I started out attending the International Face and Body Art Convention, which is held in Orlando. And the first time I went there, I was just mesmerized by what you could do with a person and a paintbrush. And then at the same time, to capture, say, perhaps a, a expecting mother to paint her belly and turn her belly into a turtle or to turn her belly into a sunflower and then to be able to use Photoshop to manipulate the backgrounds and give it a completely different image was just um, inspiring to me. 
Yeah, and that's a, such a nice thing when, especially for moms to be able to have that and capture that moment because it's like, it's so fleeting. It's right. like that one time that, you know, right. and those memories and things and, like that. And the mothers would use my, my photos and my artwork for invitations, baby announcements. They'd come back for other things. A lot of the mothers were uh, wives in the military, and so they'd come back and even do boudoir. It just one thing led to another, but it always ended up going back to photography. Um, I wanted to ask you about maybe some artists that inspire you to, like, you know, create art and who are some of okay. those people? Well, um, Gordon Parks comes to mind because of the barriers he broke as an African-American, um, being the first to work with um, uh, magazines and, and so forth. And he was also a humanitarian. Uh, the people that he photographed, he kept in touch with. And um, that's something that I like to do. I have clients that I've taken portraits of or pregnancy pictures for and they'll still call me two three years later and say hey this is the little boy you know we painted my belly and here he is now at four years old so I like to keep the relationship between my clients just like what I do with my students um, another person that comes to mind is Annie Leibovitz oh my goodness her sense of creativity when it comes to taking photos even though she works a lot with um, she works a lot with with movie stars and people in the music industry. It's just her creativity, the ideas that she comes up with inspires me to be more creative. Wow, that's great. Um, so you kind of touched a little bit about why you became an artist. Can you tell me what um, kind of like got you thinking about, you know, cause like maybe more about why you went for the photojournalism part mm -hmm. of it in that aspect and like instead of just going say, you know, why did you right. incorporate that into well, your Well, uh, my strong suit in, my strong suit in high school was always English. Mm -hmm. My mother was an English teacher for more than 35 years. Um, I didn't intend to become a teacher, but I knew I wanted to do something with writing. Mm -hmm. And so I fell into the realm of communications. And then because of the love I developed for the camera in high school, that love continued to grow in college. And so actually, I was the first concentration. Actually, the registrar's office created um, a plan for me because I wanted to do photography and communications and photojournalism was something that was new and coming out in the forefront more often and so they cre actually created a curriculum for me wow. so that I could get a degree in photojournalism so I double majored in communications and art with okay. an emphasis in photojournalism because I wanted to be able to write take pictures and travel oh wow that's great that's amazing um, so I was wondering how do you keep inspired to keep you know doing art or pushing yourself to come up with something new. Um, can you tell us about that? Well, as a, a teacher, it can be hard at times to find time or to make time to continue your art. Um, my students this year have been very awe-inspiring to me. To see the looks on their face when they create something reminds me of how I feel when I create. So just the other day, for example, um, I went out to um, Cipolo Island and I was taking pictures because I just wanted to, to feel the camera and feel that awe moment again of this is great, I've created something. And then also surrounding myself with creative people such as yourself also continues to motivate me. When I see the work that you're doing, it motivates me to want to continue mine as well. Yeah, I would have to say, you, you know, you, you 
I've had a couple students who have been placed in the scholastic art and writing yes. for photography. That's amazing. I know that, you know, when we do get around those students, they kind of, I think they're, my group is very varied in their interests, so I kind of go like, oh, I like that about, they're interested in this. Right. I want to pull that into my own artwork, or they're really into drawing. I need to draw more. Right. I need to set some more accountability, because I kind of expect that of my students. I feel like I should be doing the same for me. Right. Yeah. That's so true. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you're currently working on, whether it's maybe lessons or with your own artwork? With your Well, uh, this year the photography program where I teach at LCCA, um, Liberty College and Career Academy, it's a new program. So this year most of my time has been developing the curriculum for the program. Mm. I haven't had much time as I wanted to get my hand on the camera. So it's been developing lessons and curriculum for students, coming up with creative ideas. And as you mentioned, you see students doing something and, oh, that sparks another idea. So just coming up with ideas for the students has been um, my, my what I've been doing this year. That's great. Oh, because you mentioned that you did a project, which I thought was really fun because mm -hmm. the kids like zombies and things like that. You right. mentioned that you did. Right, we had uh, to introduce Lightroom to the students. I came up with the idea of having them do self-portraits where they had to create themselves as zombies. Um, one class just finished a photo shoot to learn the process of a photo shoot from planning to shooting to post-processing and to see their ideas come to life. I know, for instance, one student, she, I don't know how she did it, mm. but she put a little two-year-old brother into a pumpkin because she Aww. was inspired by Annie Leibovitz. Okay. Um, not Annie Leibovitz, I'm sorry. Um, but she was inspired okay. um, by one of the artists that I, I taught in class to come up with that creative idea. Very nice. And Geddes, sorry. Oh, there nice. we go. <laughs> um, where is your favorite place to see art? Wow. Um, I love to travel. I love to go to museums. Um, I like to see other people's artwork, such as yours. I love when you share your artwork with me. Um, but most recently, it goes back to the classroom. I love every week being able to see what the students produce and, and remind them that this is art that you've created. This is not just a snapshot. You've actually gone in and you've manipulated this photo with Lightroom or Photoshop. You've changed the backgrounds. You um, edited different features, and you've actually created a piece of art that's originally that's yours. And so um, that's why I've been seeing most of my artwork lately is in the classroom, and it's a good feeling. I wanted to ask you, so in your studio, because um, usually, you know, as artists, we have, as artist yes. teachers, we have that space in our homes that we make. Mine's pretty cramped, but mm -hmm. it's at least a little niche for myself to have um, some creative, you know, just a place to be able to work. Um, in your studio, can you tell us a little bit about, like, as far as, you know, what's your creative space like and you know, for your... Well, it's just a small space. I've taken one of the bedrooms, um, and I do have my backdrops and my lights. Of course, I still get requests from old clients or from friends and family that want me to do photo shoots for them, rather it be portraits or pregnancy art. Um, I haven't been able to do it as much as I wanted to this year with the um, new class. Um, I still have my face and body paints um, stored there, and I have them out visible to remind me that this is something that one day I do want to get back to. Um, being able to turn a person into a leopard or a tiger and then using Photoshop to place them in a jungle. Um, oh, that'd be amazing. You know, yeah. I always think, like, when you told me about that, oh, my gosh, you'd be, like, if you had been doing, like, YouTube when it first came out with that <laughs> stuff, oh, my gosh. That's, like, yeah. makeup artists and any of those kind of artists, right. they blow up so big on and YouTube. And I wish I had known how 
big yeah. YouTube was going to get. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And now I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, if I had started so many years ago, this oh is telling what I could be doing. Oh my gosh, yeah. you'd be like traveling. They're like, oh, we need you to go yes. to England. Or we need <laughs> you to go paint, I don't know, paint body paints yes. for like the, the princess for her baby or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, things like that. You'd be, I can you'd do like, that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, you just people hear about you and the next thing you know, you're doing like right. these, you know, even bigger, all that and right. stuff. So, but uh, yeah, it's so big and popular mm-hmm. nowadays and stuff like that. So what's your most indispensable item in your studio that you just can't live without? Well, of course, there's the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that would be the computer, actually. I've been doing a lot more digital editing, um, looking into some of the new things that are going on with cinematography and the different things that um, artists are doing to manipulate photos. So I've been, I would say my computer. I could not live without my Photoshop in Lightroom. Okay, great. That's wonderful. And I will... Yeah, um, I will be providing some of Karen's images of her photography and work. I'll post them on my blog and have a link posted in the description box. Okay. Now, I always have a very deep, my last question I ask people because I heard it on another podcast and uh, the, uh, the interviewer always asks, okay, at the end of your life, you've made all the artwork that you've wanted and you've lived a full life, okay? If there could be nothing left behind of your existence, all the photographs have disappeared, all the body paint and all that was gone, but a note you've written with three final truths, what would those truths be? Oh my, Um, just from the experiences I've had thus far in life, um, three things come to mind that I guess I wouldn't be me without them. Um, The first is to have faith. Um, I always put God first second would be to love yourself Uh, it's just so important sometimes I find myself being a giver and I forget to take and so make time for yourself love yourself and finally be creative all of us have the ability to be creative it's within us we don't always uh, display it or demonstrate it in the same way but find something to do to be creative it's a a nice outlet um, to have well, I mean, I know you're definitely a giver. I greatly appreciated the time that we've gotten to be, I guess, uh, neighbors. Yes. Um, you've always been giving of your time. Whenever I've had questions, you've always been giving of any suggestions that would make things work better for me and my students. And you're just a really, you're a really nice person. Well, thank now, you. I so. appreciate it. I feel the same way about you. Uh, thank you so much. It's so sweet. But thank you so much for being my guest on My Creative Life, and I will post um, any links and things for Karen's work on the description box, and I hope you'll check it out. So thank you for listening. Um, This was episode nine of My Creative Life.